Attendant Huo asked the Shan, where have all the sages since antiquity gone? The Shan said, what? How's that? Huo said the order was for a flying dragon horse, but a lame tortoise shows up. The Shan let it rest. The next day, when the Shan came out of the bath, Huo passed his own tea. The Shan patted Huo on the back. Huo said, this old fellow has finally gotten a glimpse. Again, the Shan let the matter rest. There was one paragraph we read that was very helpful in the from the Book of Serenity. Should we read that again? Do you guys remember yes, that? Yes, I think, I think let's read it again. I, here it is. Oh, you can see it, right? Wick's comment? Ye yes. Yeah, let, let's read that again and then take 10 minutes and back to the koan. But th since we have four new people who were here last week, I think four, three, four. No, we have four. Three. I don't know. Okay. Who'd like to read it? I'll read it. Okay. <laughs> what is the best way for a teacher to teach? How we react to a situation always depends upon conditions, the time, the place, the people involved, and the intensity of the relationships and the situation. There isn't some kind of absolute response that we can apply identically in every situation. Sometimes you wield the stick. Sometimes you back off. Sometimes you retreat. Sometimes you go forward. But we must understand that whatever we do affects everyone else. So how can we respond appropriately to each situation? How can we react in a way that's most effective? How was not one to accept a stick easily? Sometimes a tough word from the teacher that drives a rigid student away is the correct action. Each student is different, so the teacher tries to meet each student in the place where he or she can benefit most from the teaching. Also, the student must meet the teacher where he or she is. When Hal asks the Holy One, what, when Hal asks where the Holy Ones went, he's saying, "Whatever the Holy, wherever the Holy Ones went, that is where I am going. That is where I am." Deshawn's answer, "What? What?" should give Hal a clue. Instead, oops, I got lost. What? Give Hal a clue. Instead, Hal insults Deshaun, and Deshaun desists. Then, when Hal brings Deshaun tea the next day, Deshaun pats him on the shoulder. He's showing Hal the answer to his question. Hal makes a remark, and Deshaun again lets it pass. Every time this attendant tries to grab onto something to agenda to aggrandize himself. Deshaun gives him nothing to hold on to. Deshaun was like a grandfather who lets his grandchild be just as he is, even if the child is playing in the mud. Eventually, the child will want to get out of the mud and be clean. And how about once more, we'll read it and then we'll take 10 minutes. So who would like to read it? Um, Kim, how about if we read it in parts? Okay. okay. I'll read um, Attendant Ho and you be Deshaun. Okay. Uh, and how about, a, how about a narrator? Kirsten, would you be the narrator? Sure. Uh, just okay. advice that there will be some dogs. So, um, sure. That's all right. Okay. Attendant Huo asked Deshaun, 
Where have all the past saints gone? Deshaun said. What? What? Paul said. I gave the command for an excellent horse flying like a dragon to spring forth, but there came out only a lame tortoise. Deshaun was silent. The next day, when Deshaun came out of the bath, Huo served him tea. Deshaun passed his hand gently over Huo's back. Huo said, This old fellow has gotten a glimpse for the first time. Again, Deshaun was silent. Okay, let's take 10 minutes and write and draw or whatever you want to do and then we'll get back and we'll we'll see where we went okay where are I, we where are we i mean i know where we are maybe in the moment where it's <laughs> cold <laughs> our dinner argument was that line, there's no yesterday, no today, don't tomorrow. Linda said, but, but yesterday was yesterday. Did, you, did uh, you tell her, Linda, honey, that's a construct? <laughs> she, oh, thinks we, but, she, she thinks we think too much or something. Well, okay. try having a four-year-old who is living in Australia talking about today. She's in tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, then could be, and we're in yesterday. So that 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 has become a very interesting topic of conversation. Okay, so as we discuss this, should I show the koan? How do, sure. If it makes you happy, Kim. No, would it make you guys happy? I have it right here. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, who wants to go first? I'd like okay. to. I'd like okay. to. So, I can tell I'm in a stuck place because it was actually Hongxi's um, verse, the first line and only part of that, which really resonated with me. And it was when you come face to face and the part that it resonated with me and the word is adept the adept knows coming right up face to face and adept knows and um where that word and those lines took me was my own practice and trusting after my short period of time at Apamata um that sometimes in the moment and sometimes in retrospect sort of looking through the rearview mirror of my practice over these few years, that I can trust my practice and I can trust my body and I can trust my knowing. Um, and so the reason that that stuck with me, I'm gonna give you the, the bottom line first and then, and then talk, speak to that, is that even teachers are human, especially sometimes teachers are human. Maybe not in this koan, maybe not after that much practice, but it's my current observation, trying really without judgment um, to see clearly from my limited view and experience that over the years that I've been at Abamada, I've encountered all of the teachers, our entrusted ones and our, our primary ones and uh, people in leadership in various roles. And I have often been that grandchild playing in the mud. And um, when I've been there, there have been some amazing um, moments with the people I mentioned in those different roles where they held me in the perfect way. And there have been other moments where it was absolutely the wrong way. And, and the beauty of that my knowing that is that I have come to learn I can I can trust my practice and trust that I am reading things correctly 
And if it was absolutely the wrong way, that what I need to wake up to in that moment is compassion and not shut down, um, which I have sometimes done. And, and to say to me, by the way, just as an aside, oh, but they knew you would shut down and that was exactly what you needed in your practice. No, 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 no. <laughs> I find always, always that I open up um, wider uh, and more uh, beautifully to this practice when I am held consistently in kindness. And so that's kind of where I went. And, and what's the lesson for me? Hold others, including um, the humanity of those who are entrusted with roles in this practice, no matter what they do with kindness. That's where I went. Okay, so who's the adept? Well, in this case, I would think the adept would be um, Deshaun. And in your life? Oh, um, you're going to get embarrassed, but you are. No. No, no. Yes, you are, Kim. So don't don't deny. No, I I think we're we're all you know in a sense we're all the adept. Oh, and also because she's she's. No, we talked last time about not having gurus. Yes. Yes. So in that sense, will it make you? you And and also in the way that you said you can't, you know, what you can trust is that the person is a lame tortoise. You know what I mean? Instead of a excellent horse, like a, I mean, that's to me, and that's really hard to do. Like, and also, and also, uh, Ksenia and Milen. Uh, I'm, yes. I'm sorry, Ksenia, you too, but Nandia and Milen, who have come to stay in my home, and we've had wonderful moments of connection and holding and kindness. Okay, who would like to go next? I'll do it. Um, Good. Thank you. Thank you. No. Um, so I really was impacted by the repetition of Deshaun was silent. And so I kind of wrote on that a bit. Deshaun was silent. Deshaun was silent. What is there to say? When is silence a weapon? When is silence prayer, refuge, avoidance? Silence is space, silence is empty, but it doesn't exist except conceptually because everything does vibrate. So then even silence can be illusory. The pregnant pause speaks, the silent treatment speak, the gaze without words can speak and even yell. Do you acknowledge ignorance? Do you acknowledge error or fault? Or by the acknowledgement of error, do you feed it making it defensive. It would depend on the person, their openness, their spaciousness to change to the other or who is just a mirror to the self. An excellent horse can throw its rider off and break her back. A dragon can burn you to a crisp. A lame tortoise, hard-shelled, moving slowly, can only carry a light load, if at all, but is probably the surest, surest courier if we trust the parables. We are all lame, wounded in some area in need of mending. We are all horse-like in need of breaking, saddling. We are all dragon-like, possessing deep primal urges, fires we don't always rationally understand. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Kirsten. That was amazing. Thank you. Well, there's a lot there. I mean, in in a, in a small space of words, there's so much there. I there, and on a silly note, attendant Huo asked Deshaun, "Where have all the past saints gone?" Of course, I'm out here in the sticks. Where have all the cowboys gone? <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. There's a lot of power in that silence. Because what do you say? Um, No, you're not thinking the right way. No, you need to correct your attitude. And some people, they just 
close up like, you know, and then you can't reach them. So what do you do? And that's, I think, always, always the question, whether you're teaching a kindergartner or you're teaching Zen or you're teaching accounting. How do you do that? How do you reach someone? And when do you do something and when do you not, right? Right. Right. And that's that I, I forget who said it. It was, I, you know, in... And stillness is the ruler of movement. Silence, the ru ruler of, of, of sound. You, you can't disconnect them. Because they, there's, they inevitably, by not doing something, you're also doing something. No matter how passive, no matter how much in the yin it is. The Sean, by not doing something, the remaining silent is doing something. Mm -hmm. All my life, up until a few months ago, I thought that that stillness or silence was like a default, but really the default is movement. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, silent is movement and movement is silent. You know what I mean? Because everything's moving. It, it just kind of surprised me that just thinking about everything moving. Mm -hmm. I'll, sh I'll show mine. I tried to draw draw it out line by line. Oops, let, let me, um, I'm going to have to stop the share to, to show it and stop the blur, all this stuff. So those are the angels and I put X's on them because they've gone. And then there's the horse and there's the tortoise. And um, this old fellow, is he talking about himself or is he talking about Dejan? And I don't know. Well, how did you guys feel about that when he says this old fellow? I thought it was Dejan. He was talking about, ah, oh, that old fellow, this old fellow here is finally understanding that I am a Buddha. <laughs> how, how about others of, of you? I um, felt like uh, like he was talking about himself. I mean that he was. How how about others? I, I'm I'm more with you, Melissa. But 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 I'm not sure. We read something that that um, Deshaun is very old. So in that that would kind of counter that, right, Melissa? In, in what we read a, last week. Yeah, in a way, but I I think sometimes. You refer to yourself as you were feeling, so he right. was feeling that he was an old man too. It didn't doesn't keep Deshaun from being old. He's just saying I'm feeling now like an old man too. What did oh, you think, Christian? Before you go on, will you pull up the verse and explain yeah. how you came to that? I'm just curious. Oh, sure. Uh, just a second. Oh, I, I thought Huo was referring to Deshaun. Uh, the, the reason that I interpreted it the other way, I, I can tell you, is that, <coughs> sorry, Huo is the one who is looking for the answers. And I felt like he went away, he came back, he's still trying to get the answers, and now he says, ah, Ah, this old fellow, me, um, has gotten a glimpse for the first time. So he got a glimpse of the answer for the first time by Deshaun not responding. Well, how do you read that he passed his hand over Hilo's back or Howe's back or however we say that? What does that mean to you? It means tenderness. It but means also that you got it, right? That he got it. Yeah. So then, mm -hmm. but is Huel saying, but really, Deshaun, you got it? I don't, I, I don't see that. But uh, yeah, we'll I thought he was reassuring Deshaun that he himself had gotten it. Nandia, we haven't heard from you. Are you th there? 
Nandia is here, but Yay. needs to listen tonight. Thank okay. you. Okay. Okay. Bruce, what do you think? Well, this is it's really interesting hearing all the different perspectives. I had uh, uh, a perspective of that when Deshaun came out of the bath, the host served him tea, have a cup of tea. That's kind of a very um, familiar phrase that says, let's just be here now in the moment. Have a cup of tea. Like, let's discuss some great philosophy about the uh, the nature of reality. And then the guy says to him, his friend, ah, let's go have a cup of tea. I know, so, so I think that was the... Uh, um Ho's way of saying to Deshaun thanking him for the experience that he had with him and then uh Deshaun responds I think of uh, somebody was saying about kind of just you know a pat on the back gently passes his hand away, pat on the back you know hey good job you got it and then um he, you say it H-U-O, ho? How do you say his name? I don't know. I don't know. Ho, well, I'll say ho. Ho said, uh, this old fellow got a glimpse for the first time. So Ho's saying, I kind of got it for the first time. And then again, Deshaun was silent. So that's one of the readings. I had my own response to it, which I think of a number of the teachers that I've seen over the years and you know always asking the questions and trying to get the answer but also trying to show them that i got it kind of my own self-aggrandizement of, of 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 the you know the teaching you know whoever oh yeah you know i see i got that now or whatever um nothing as subtle as serving someone tea so then i thought um you know, maybe, um, maybe that's, that was kind of some of the feeling I got out of it. And, and I was interpreting host thing. This old fellow has gotten it a glimpse for the first time. I thought that was sort of my narcissistic way of, you know, like the teacher patting him on the back and Ho kind of saying, well, this old fellow, now, now you got it for the first time. And Deshaun is silent again. But I think for my sense of the two teachers that I feel helped me the most, they did were very gentle with my questions and my own aggrandizement of my understanding and learning and kind of shared their silence in a way that was not dismissive. But and our, uh, our questions aren't very smart, are they? No, they were embarrassingly like my first one of my first questions was does a dog have buddha nature when yeah. i heard about buddha nature yeah. okay i think where you're on to really something is the title of the um of the koan that that's really important the offering yeah. of the tea yeah so what significance do you all make after who serves tea and says, perhaps about himself, I see it now. This old fellow has gotten a glimpse for the first time. That connection isn't half of it. It's all of this practice. What significance do you make about Deshaun's silence in that context? Can you repeat that one again? I didn't quite hear it all. So the... I'm sorry, my doggy's got a squeaky toy. I apologize. Um, so there's moments of silence through this. And one silence, is the first silence different than the second silence? Um, when Huo said, this old fellow has gotten a glimpse for the first time and Deshaun was silent, is that different than in the first song. Oh, I really like that, that yeah. Nelda, that, the, the, that they're very different, I think, the two silences. The first one is a silence <laughs> that, that 
Bruce was, I think, referring to like when you ask these que these questions and the teacher is just very gentle and 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 doesn't know knows you know any explanation will kind of be uh, disservice. And the second silent is enough's been said and there's been some kind of a glimpse. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I actually tried to to address that in what I wrote. I don't I don't know if it'll help any or not, but um, it was just short. Um, sometimes the best way to teach something is not to say anything and have the student just sit with the question. And I think that's what's happening here. Ho comes demanding to know what happened to all the sages and saints of the past. Um, there are both obvious answers and deeper, more thoughtful ones. Does he mean what historically or physically happened to them? Does he mean what happened to their teachings or beliefs or followers? Deshaun gives him time to think, to come to his own conclusions and ask a deeper question. The part about the dragon and the tortoise he wants a fiery answer and an answer to explain everything. But what he gets is a lame tortoise. Allowing him time to <clears throat> think on this again, Deshaun leads him, leads him, but Ho doesn't realize this. The tortoise may be old and lame, but he is wise and should not be dismissed in contemplating the original question. Often when teaching, I would annoy my children by saying yes and get them to, by saying yes and to get them to keep contemplating the answers they came up with and when they followed the and path they often found the answers themselves and this is what i wonder if deshaun was doing stepping away a bit so that how could continue to um, could contemplate um and continue to find his answers so is the stepping away in the first silence or the second one or both? I think that it is in, I think it's in the first silence. I think the second silence is sort of a recognition that he's on to something. I don't have to say anything because yes, you're thinking and you're moving down the right path. Uh, it's just me. I, okay. I, I got, I think that's interesting to think of it as two silences I think the first silence is kind of one that there's uh, kind of, he doesn't say anything because there's deeper communication beyond words, right? Mm -hmm. That's a, you know, kind of a Zen fundamental thing. And then the second silence is the kind of sense that it's really inexpressible to, you know, it, it can't express the nature of realization. I like the thought. Uh, Milan? And I guess Milan doesn't want to say something, right? Yeah, I said I have nothing. Okay. <laughs> that's that's well, probably the best, best analysis of the cone. Well, I, I have something I, I'd like to bring up about it is... I, I noticed I had an unconscious bias towards Hyo because when I, when, I guess when I, he, when he, I, I, I took it Hyo as a complainer, I gave the command, where have all the past saints gone? I took that as very whiny. So I found myself predisposed to not liking Hyo. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, there, you know, I, I don't like this complaint here. You know, <laughs> so you have to ask yourself when you're reading this, um, do you want a happy ending for Hyo? Do you want a happy ending for Deshaun? Are you pre-reading it as a tragedy? Are you pre-reading it as a comedy? What, what genre, I, I guess because I, I've spent so many years writing little dramas and stuff what what genre is this <laughs> i think you know? that's so yeah. interesting 
Kristen, when you say that, because I can see it both ways. I can see the first part, the whiny part, like, where have all the past saints gone? You know, it's like a whiny kind of thing. That's true. And then I could also see it as just a sincere question. You know, where do the enlightened ones go? Where do the enlightened ones achieve? You know, I could see it as a question that he's sincerely asking too. You know, like how in practice do I find what the enlightened ones have found? Right. I mean, in the in the language there, I gave the command. Okay, that's uh, for me. That's like the language of sorcery. You gave the command. Oh, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> you gave the command. Okay, attendant Huo, you gave a command for an excellent horse or the flying dragon. These are these are big, grand sort of animals. Yeah, but then I only got a lame tortoise. So I, I mean, I my bias was okay. Well, this guy has some hubris here. Um, <laughs> there's some some pride here that he want he wanted a, a nice little horse here or a dragon, and he only got a lame tortoise. Oh, poor Hugh. <laughs> like, and so, Kristen, uh, don't each don't each of our answers. If we really look back on how we answered, I'm now seeing my unconscious inherent bias. In, yes. yes thank you for me this too. i'm yeah, going to remember too. that exactly. from now on yeah and, and i also think that it's important to remember that this is a translation and language like i gave the command for this is this is a translation so i just think that one has to hold that in terms of uh how one is hearing uh, what's being said. That's true. No, that's totally true. And and that would, it's, it's a definitely a valid point, which would also give more value to silence because you have a certain ineffable, there's, there's a certain gap and in language that certain things are not translatable specifically or certain gaps in, in language that or silences, I guess, if you if you consider a space in language where two two languages cannot meet. Well, I don't. Uh, I don't know if that's where I would land with with respect to a translation. I I think that one needs to understand that um, we're getting the words of a particular translator. We're not reading the original text. So if we talk about unconscious bias, um, we're already getting some of somebody else's. <laughs> For sure. What about I will I will put it in the words that my Methodist preacher once said to me about the Christian Bible, which was translated from ancient languages to German for the Anglican Church and then on. He said, reading the Bible in English is like watching a spring flower garden in black and white. You <laughs> just miss most. So I thank you, Nandia, because it's true. And then when you're talking about, even when we, even when we're talking with a fellow English speaker, the words we use are slippery because in our minds, they mean subtly different things. So that's without translation far more complex with. Well, what about this unconscious bias then? Now it's attendant Ho, you know, he's the attendant to Deshaun. So, you know, he's been helping this guy out. And this is also in the context, I guess, of Chinese traditional Chan structure. So, um, you know, he wants to ask the proper question, which he feels he's asked, which maybe he is being very respectful by saying, where have all the saints gone? Maybe that's one of the standardized questions you should ask your teacher when you're ready to receive a certain amount of understanding. So he's doing what he thinks is correct and saying, where have all the saints gone, you know, to his teacher. And the teacher, Deshaun says, what, what? You know, like, why are you asking this? What kind of question is that? You know, what do you do? You know? So then, you know, Ho, the attendant, you know, is kind of struck by it and says, oh, you know, I gave the command for an excellent horse. I gave the excellent question 
You know, I gave the command for an excellent horse like a flying dragon. You have your dedicated attendant who has asked you the special question. It's an excellent horse like a flying dragon to spring forth. You know, I thought you would share with me your wisdom. And but only what came forth is I get a lame tortoise. Like I'm so disappointed, Master, in what you're trying to teach me. You know, and then he gets to shun silence again. So I don't know, many, many, many ways uh, this can be seen. And when I read these things over, it's always a window into where I'm at. You know, whether I hear it as a whiny question or a sincere question, or whether I hear it as a depreciating answer, the what, what, as or as something that's, you know, much more, uh, has much more forethought. And it's so fascinating. Yeah, um, Peg at Appamata keeps referring to the, the you know, uh, notice the relationship of the two people. Yes, and there's yeah. there. I think that they all seem to play with us. Where where at first glance it's kind of an antagonistic relationship, but it's really a, a much warmer, playful relationship. Um, Ksenia, are you around? Yes, I'm around, but I'm with Milena and Nandia today. I'm listening okay. because, yeah. Okay. Um, let's read our our the rest of the commentary, okay? Hmm. Do we have the energy for that? <laughs> can certainly okay. try. Okay. Oh, yeah, how oh I need to stop. I need to stop and then go there. Well, this is the one with the beautiful photographs. Wow. There, there were three or four. In the line that we're on is the order was for a flying dragon horse, which was funny because there it, it's three times uh, here. Are you able to enlarge the print cam? Yeah, yeah. I'm just finding a place. Here. There you go. Okay. So so let's read in alphabetical order. Bruce, you're first. Um, host says, do you want me to read that paragraph? Yes. Host says, the order was for a flying horse, but a lame tortoise showed up instead. And Deshaun let it rest. There's a lot of discussion about Buddhism and its development and its evolution within this country and within the West in general. In order to practice Dharma in a way that's true, it has to be taught in a way that is true. This keeps us in an active, respectful relationship with our ancestors and practice tradition. Also, how Dharma is taught and practiced needs to be in accord with this time and place. This keeps the tradition alive and responsive. What makes this a dynamic process of both constancy and adaptation? Do you want me to continue reading this? No. Uh, now, uh, Kristen. She went away for a moment. Okay, I'll read because I actually come before her. <laughs> At the beginning of last Ango, we studied the perfection of Wisdom Sutra in 8,000 lines, and there was some grumbling from the Sangha. This is difficult. It's hard to understand and relate to. Is this even relevant to my practice here and now? When I started, first started training and encountered a number of different sacred teachings that were difficult, I was frustrated too. I wanted to feel something, to be moved and inspired. I wanted to get something 
<coughs> for my studies and to know that I'd gotten it. Here we see the mind that is looking for rewards, assurances, and confirmations of what we already know. What is Buddhism ultimately about? No basis. To transcend and be free of looking for the reward, the confirmation, the affirmation, the recognition, the status, <coughs> the power, and so on. Then why does the Shan let it rest when Ho expresses his own limited mind? The next day, when the Shan is coming out of the bath, Ho offers him some tea, and the Shan just gives him a simple pat on the back. A gesture of recognition, of attention, of affection. And Ho says, this old fellow has finally gotten a glimpse. Again, the Shan lets, lets the matter rest. For me, this is like an earthquake, like thunder. An old master commenting on this said, the Shan really had ruthless hands and feet, but he saw that this monk was not a person to accept the hammer. So he stopped right away. Then Buddhism teaches about upaya or skillful means. It's not an abstract thing. Oh, just a second. Uh, manifest manifesting compassion is always right on the spot. It has to be here, now, directly encountered by the student. And this student is not like any other, not even like they appeared yesterday. To meet someone in such a place, we have to have a mind that's free of prejudice and held opinions. We may have history with someone, but we are not confined by it. Nor do we use that to confine them either. That's a good paragraph. Hmm. I like it. Another master's. Oh, I already read. Um, Is Melissa. It me? Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Another master said, if you don't go up to the dragon gate, how can you know the vastness of the blue sea? Even if the waves crash a thousand fathoms, nevertheless, a dragon pays no notice. If you don't face what is frightening, tolerate what is painful, understand what is subtle, then you will continue to dwell within a fearful painful, superficial box. Only when we turn towards what appears to be a barrier as a barrier, do we see the true nature of mind and self, vast, empty, unhindered. Oh, that's sweet. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, hello. <laughs> we'll see the whole picture. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like that part about when we turn towards, could you go back to that for a minute? I thought that was just beautiful. It was saying when we turn to a little higher up, when we turn towards what appears to do as a barrier, you know, the fearful, painful, superficial ways which we live our lives, only when we turn towards them, when we feel those feelings, the barrier, do we see the true nature of the mind? The and the self, vast, empty, and that's beautiful. I like that too. Good for me to remember that. Uh, Nandia? Yeah, I'm just sorry, I'm just listening. Thank you. Okay, Nelda? So Kristen hasn't read Kim. Kristen. Oh, okay. is she back? I don't know. Are you there, Kristen? Yes, I don't know. I yes, would I you am. Like, would oh, you like great. Yeah, I can. Deshaun saw that Hyo was not a person to accept the hammer, that a more direct pointing might not be received. But in letting it rest and offering vast space wrapped in silk, did attendant Hyo hear it? Did he recognize that this great master left him alone with his ultimate responsibility to see his mind and where he stuck? 
Many times I went in, into Dokusan to meet my teacher, and he would respond in a way that I did not expect. Sometimes I couldn't see the connection between my question and his response. I'd think, did I not ask a question? Did he not hear me? I would return to my seat wondering, questioning. My teacher knew that I needed his teachings and that I was responsible for receiving them. Deshaun's life, as was Dido Roshi's, was to offer the Dharma, to give wherever possible, whenever possible. But when a teacher gives a gift, they can't make the student receive it. This can only happen with the mind and heart of the one who needs to know. Vimalakirti said... No, Vimalakirti. Oh, Vimalakirti. Did I say that right? Yeah. Close enough? Okay. Vimalakirti said that when offering something essential to another, first concentrate yourself. That doesn't mean to only just be present. It means concentrate yourself. Know your mind. If we are distracted, that's where we're offering our distraction. If we are attached to something, that's where we're offering our attachment. If we are holding on to a false view, that's where we're giving a false view. Concentrate your mind. Then know the inclinations of the person in front of you. This person is a living being, a life with history, a presence, a mind, a heart, emotions, feelings, thoughts, dignity. Then offer the Dharma. Offer what you have to give. Oops. Hmm. Okay, I think Nelda's next. From the poem, Hong Shi says, Come right up face to face, an adept knows. I'm sorry, let me repeat. Coming right up face to face, an adept knows. To learn, to be able to see clearly. That's why compassion is selfless. Because if we are caught up in our own attachments, our own grasping, our own fears, our own ideas, then what I want you to get is my view. That's why the Dharma cannot be forced. Here sparks and lightning are slow. When we think about it, the moment has already passed. In direct experience, there's no fast or slow. There's only this day, this awareness, this practice. I'll end with a poem. Taking refuge, I move within the family of Buddhas, realizing the three treasures, Cold and solidarity is the echoless valley. Arriving here, I owe to the ancestors. Standing here, I owe to you. With nothing to call my own, every action, every consequence belongs to me alone. Now, you please, also write a verse. Then together we can meet deep within the mountains and have intimate communication with the wise ones. Hmm. Beautiful. The Dharma, this Dharma is very subtle because life is subtle. What is beneath the surface is the whole thing. It's not, and it's not beneath the surface at all. I like that. Mm. It's never out of sight. It's never apart. How do we find our way in when there is no door? The, the real question is, how did we ever turn away? That's mm -hmm. a great question, too, isn't it? And I love this illustration. I printed it up for myself and for Linda and her students. I love koans. Hmm. You know, they're called public cases, right? Like law cases. Oh, better than law cases. Don't need 
<laughs> she must be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the relationship, I think it they trick us into thinking that that there's more um, antagonism, where it's really a really wonderful, playful thing. Um, in fact, it might be, you know, sometimes you'll say something to someone just to like, especially, I, I'm sure I would do it to my kids. I probably still do. Like, where have all the saints gone? Just trying to get a, I don't know, the saying, you know, get, get the other person kind of excited. So, um, is this it for this koan? Well, I found the Russian trans. I found the Russian translation of this koan, and there is like slight difference. So now I'm I'm interested in original Chinese version to to translate <laughs> it word by word because there are some like edit edit uh, commentary on the silence, for example. Like um, Tishan remained silent as if defeated in the argument. This is what's said in Russian translation. So I wonder, like, <laughs> what, what is like, yeah, the trans the original. What what is original uh, words? And what, what is embellished? Yeah, it's just like what commentary, for example, Tishan remained silent as if defeated in the argument. Oh, okay, I will read it like I translated it. To... Okay, Tishan talks about previous teachers. During Kuo visit to his master, Tishan Kuo once asked, uh, where old masters and sages have gone? Will you tell me what happened to them? I don't know where they are, was the answer. Kuo Ho was upset. I expected an answer like a galloping horse, but I got an answer like a turtle crowing. Tushan remained silent as if defeated in the argument. The next day, Tushan took a bath and entered the living room there, Kuo making uh, him a tea. He patted the monk on the shoulder and asked, what about the koan where you were talking about yesterday? Your Zen is better today, replied the monk, but Tushan didn't answer as if defeated in the argument. Wow. So this is a wow. Russian translation and I'm mm. I literally want to see the the I don't know if, if it's on Ch Ch I know that the original version of Book of Serenity was lost and it was re like restored. So I wonder if there are different versions of it. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure there is. What would be fun is um um I had a friend he's passed away now but he knew ancient Chinese. And so we went through some koans together where, where we put the, the Chinese character and then the literal word and then how it's been translated. And we did it to, does a dog have Buddha nature? Um, but it would be fun to look at that maybe next time and, mm -hmm. and see, see how uh, sparse the Chinese characters are and how much mm -hmm. had to be invented Yes, you know, I, I, I think I I suspect when we go like between Spanish and English and French and English, um, there, there there's not uh, as much possibility for variation as there is from Chinese to English, because mm -hmm. you you just mm -hmm. have yeah, the, even, the even within Chinese, even within Chinese, there's variations for how people read some of the kanjis and how they are put together. So mm -hmm. you can find two Chinese people reading the same Chinese things, and there may be degrees of subtlety in how they kanji are combined. So it's not a fixed, definitive language. And even if you put things in historical perspective and the slang as it changes over time, I mean, even in English, cold used to mean temperature, and now it means something else. Bad used to mean negative bad, now it means good <laughs> yeah, i mean sure. yeah yeah bad yeah. means good yeah, yeah so it's like yeah. Uh, yeah let's look at that next time that would be fun yeah. can you share the translation in the chat please yes thank you thank you for doing that 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 was that's quite enlightening 
I wonder if Melen can find it in Spanish and we have like a force. I, I will take yours and go to Google Translate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought when you brought up about the, uh, I heard it differently. When I heard the horse and the turtle, I heard, you know, I asked for the fast route and you gave me the slow route, you know? So there's a lot about, you know, instant awakening and the, uh, gradual path so i heard the uh i heard that in your translation almost every koan seems to have some reference to how buddhism was in the past as opposed to zen or chan you know to, to the the instant like what you're talking about the instant realization but also the importance of of uh sutras as opposed to meditation and in mm -hmm. russian version it did it it's not titled as a tea uh serving it the title is teshan talks about previous teachers oh. so <laughs> this is this is the um we also have this view that, that we talked about it last week i think that that uh uh, Why aren't there any great teachers anymore? Uh, the only thing there is like a mistake in in um, in Google translation. He's saying, uh, "I I think or I just a second. I suppose it's not I chair chairman. I don't know why it's translated as chairman. It's supposed to be I suppose. I I." I'm asking all, all, all the, all, I suppose that all, all the old masters and sages have gone somewhere. So this is like a mis, uh, mistranslation. The Google Translate doesn't really translate good with Russian, so I, I had to change a little bit because it's like disaster translation. But who says there aren't good teachers anymore? Who says such things? Oh well. In, in in art, there's people who believe that there haven't been any good artists, you know, for hundreds of years. Um, but who says that? I think we always think that the things are rosier on the other side or in the past. Rosier in the past. Yeah, I think I think that tends to come <clears throat> across, especially as things change, because you know the. There's a feeling that the new can never be better than the past, and that we can't <clears throat> we can't just have something different. Something has to be better or worse than the previous thing. Yeah, which I think yeah. in art is such a silly um, idea, but really in anything. Melen, did you have art history teachers who thought that the modern art was a was a joke? Maybe. <laughs> so we had an art history teacher like that, and he made fun of, of modern art, which is the second half of his course. Um, so the faculty, I was department chair then, and, and so we told him he couldn't teach modern art anymore. So, <laughs> so then for 10 years, he wouldn't even look at me when we passed in the hallway. And then uh, we used to be office mates and got along really well. But then he got dementia, and I saw him years later in an art gallery, and he forgot that he wasn't supposed to talk to me. <laughs> so we had this really nice conversation. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh. oh. But anyway, he, he thought it was all silly. Yeah. It, it wasn't real. Okay, now I found also the comment. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, just I'm, I'm dropping it. Um, so this is the comment again. Ko asked about the previous masters, how some people think of heaven as some kind of world of wonders. There are those who died, these old sages and uh, masters on earth continue their work. As long as he served his master honestly, why should he care about such matters? Although a student might think of his teacher as a master, his teacher would not allow such a title. So his Zen is inseparable from their Zen, and his Dharma is an integral part of their Dharma. The Shan was very, very kind to the monk, 
those owns end was not better than yesterday's dream. What's the use? Tishan must have thought, remaining silent. <laughs> it's even more. <laughs> now it's even more. Uh, how do you call it? Uh, I love that. What's the use? I'm just going to be quiet. I'm going to worry about it. <laughs> I just love that. And then there's How a commentary often? as a poem, but I'm not going to drop it because I, I think it's like not translatable. <laughs> it's in Russian. <laughs> the, 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 it's like two comments. One of the, is this and another is a poem from Genro. I, I guess it's Japanese master, judging by name, Genro. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, Ksenia. That was wonderful. <laughs> Someday you'll have to tell us about Zen in Russia. Yeah, amazing, huh? <laughs> it does seem like a concept. Seems like a actually more. I think of... each country has its own Zen, no? Seems mm. like. <laughs> well, I put in uh, the chat, and then I sent you a direct link, Kim, a, a little piece I recently wrote actually um today with a, it's a conversation between the buddha and bodhidharma oh nice so it's a little bit about the two things that you were talking about about meditation and the direct experience and the gradual way or studying the sutras and that way and hearing how the two of them speak about it to each other thank you thank you everyone this is really good very rich. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Very nice. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Once again, Kim, a very enlightening experience. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone made it that way. Absolutely. Great group. Bye bye. Bye.